Yeah to everyone. This is Calvin uh, and this is episode 23 of Res Metal Podcast. Uh, so over the weekend I was able to check out the Alien 710 Fest in Gallup, New Mexico. So shout out to Muddy Boots Promotions and Juggernaut Music Venue for uh, hosting a SICA show. Um, got to check out some bands, uh, a lot of cool res metal bands, including uh, Paranormal Slaughter, uh, Ray Grin, War Motor, um, Poison Insanity, Testify, Death Mantra, Border Winter, Alchemy, and Signal 99. So uh, yeah, shout out to all those bands who performed and uh, hope you get to check them out if you haven't. It was actually my first show in over a year, so it was really cool to experience uh, live music again. Um, so on this episode, I talk with OG from Indian Giver. Indian Giver are an indigenous hardcore and punk band out of Toronto, Ontario, and also the Vancouver area. Uh, Indian Giver comprise of members from the Ojibwe, Mohawk, Mi'kmaq nations. So I, I speak with OG, who's uh, from uh, Ojibwe. Uh, we talk about, you know, just the formation of uh, Indian Giver, um, like hardcore music, uh, actually skateboarding, and also um, some appreciation to Adam Beach. So, um, yeah, I hope you get a chance to enjoy this talk. And more importantly, check out Indian Giver. Uh, I'm going to play some in Giver and then go right into uh, the talk with OG. And uh, what what nation are, are is a uh, Indian giver comprised of? Well, yeah, the two of us are um, um, Ojibwe and or uh, Chippewa, so we're both from Ontario. And um, one of us lives here in Toronto, and um, one of us lives in Vancouver. So, <clears throat> yeah, it's uh, our band though. Like when we're together, also has uh, Mohawk and Mi'kmaq members. So um, Mohawk would be like on the border of Ontario and Quebec, and Mi'kmaq is out on the East Coast. Okay. Yeah, I'm not too familiar with uh, uh, the Canadian geography. Um, actually, uh, yeah. I don't think I've ever been that far. Um, so forgive me for not knowing a lot of these uh, places. <laughs> oh, it's all, it's all good. It's like new to me too, even just talking to you. So. Yeah. Um, Canada, Canada's huge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So when did uh when did Indian Giver get started? It was like two years ago. Um, we were we always tossed the idea around of like writing something, and um, you know, two of the members and I used to play in like a, a, a like another like punk and hardcore band. We they used to tour quite a bit, and um, we had sort of stepped away from making music for a few years. And got back into it after um, 
sort of we moved to different cities and you know it was just like it was funny because like we'd lived in the same city for years together and actually didn't start writing this music until 2019 is when we put our first um i guess like digital seven inch it's like the two songs that are up now on like apple and spotify whatever oh yeah, uh, yeah. Seven, yeah i seen the yeah on bandcamp yeah i'm a big fan of bandcamp and i saw you guys have a bandcamp page yeah yeah so the two songs we did sort of remotely uh i wrote the lyrics and guitar and stuff and then uh he laid down all the drums and i believe there's like synth pads and stuff like that in there so um and that's how we've been writing some new stuff that we're working on like we're sitting on a bunch of songs now but um we're hoping this summer to actually do the full length record <clears throat> when we're both in the same city so yeah it's cool like we've we're we're we've known each other for a long time but we're actually like writing like heavy music together again as indigenous artists. Whereas before it wasn't, we just happened to be indigenous, but it wasn't specifically like an indigenous project. Okay. Uh, what were some of the experiences or what were uh, some of the events that kind of led up to the formation of Indian Giver? Yeah. Well, you know, this is coming off the heels of um, Standing Rock um, here, north of the border, we had a bunch of stuff going on in Wet'suwet'en territory. Uh, the RCMP, like the federal police, basically, were sort of shoving off these hereditary leaders. There was just a bunch of conflicts going on across the country between um, the state, the police, and Indigenous and First Nations people. So we felt like it was like necessary to like at least let our sort of um, lived experiences and our artistic sort of um, perspective out there um, because it was kind of lacking, you know, there's not too much of that happening um, across Canada that I know of, you know, I think it's a bigger movement in the States and like where you're calling from, you know, I know there's like a lot of like really dope bands from out that way. Um, one I really love called With War, more of like a hardcore band from like, I guess the North West. Um, and I just, we just felt compelled to like make something, you know, just like write, something that sort of spoke to our values and i just know there's a lot of like younger indigenous like youth out there who also like this type of music and um you know if we were writing it for anyone it would be for them nice yeah i really enjoyed those two uh those two songs you guys put out um i don't know a whole lot about like hardcore and punk music i think there's not a, a big like hardcore and punk scene out here. It's um, yeah, I guess it's just mostly like heavy metal and then just kind of like the different like off branches or subgenres of heavy metal that are around the Navajo Nation in Arizona. But um, what was kind of like your experience getting into the type of music you're playing? Oh man, that goes back to when like I was a kid and like we were all kids, like you know. Um, we got into skateboarding, like, you know, when like Tony Hawk pro skater came out, that's like, like my generation sort of like turned me on to all those like punk bands and you know how that works. You know, back then it was like, you're, if you're in a one band and you get recommended another and then so on and so forth. So, um, I know for myself, like I would always be like hitchhiking from my reserve to the city, um, to go to punk and hardcore shows. So, yeah, it's always, like, that's, like, sort of been, like, rooted. Everything I've listened to has been rooted in, in punk and hardcore. And eventually, like, I got into, like, metal music. I know when I was younger, like, I was a huge Cannibal Corpse fan. And then, um, 
you know, like there's so many genres and subgenres of metal now, but, um, you know, one of my favorite bands is like from the Southwest, the Geek Creeper, who I'm sure you know. Yeah. Yeah, they're sick. Yeah, they put out some pretty incredible records. So, um, but, you know, like in our backyard here in Toronto, uh, one of my favorite bands who's like, whose last record, uh, Torture Culture, do you know the band No Warning? Okay. They come from like a hardcore background, but their last record was like crossover metal and it's absolutely incredible. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's always been at the, like the, like I listen to all other types of music, but you know, you get the most, um, fun and enjoyment out of playing heavy music, I think. Yeah. Going back to what you said about the playing the, like getting into skateboarding and playing Tony Hawk, I'm, I'm probably the same uh, era I got into skateboarding. I still try to skateboard every now and then, but it's just, uh, I think with work and right now I'm, I'm pretty remote. There's not a whole lot of places to go skateboard, but, um, yeah, I still kind of hold on to that kind of makes me feel young. <laughs> exactly. It does keep you young. You know what I mean? Like that old saying that like, you know, you didn't stop skateboarding cause you got too old. You got old because you stopped skateboarding. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I still have a board. I, I've probably, I've always had a skateboard in my possession probably since 2000. So like the past 20, 20 plus years. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, I don't go as hard as I used to, but I mean, I, I still like to go to the, the parks and cruise around just, um, and it's actually really like keeps me, it kind of, I feel like it, it keeps me from like getting too out of shape. Cause you know, when you skateboard, you gotta, there's a lot of like muscles that, you know, like your core muscles and like your legs. And just, I think if, if I'm able to still skateboard and still, you know, be in shape to do it and then I'm, I'm okay. I don't need to, you know, I don't need to, you know, work out to, to the point where I'm bodybuilding. I just want to be healthy enough to skate. Exactly. And like, it's one of the, it's like one of the few sports where like you could truly be humbled by it. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, it's between you, the, the skateboard and literally the, the concrete, you know, and it's like, you can be humbled very quickly. Um, yeah, working for sure. on, working on. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I kind of feel like it's therapy for me. Like I've, I noticed that like, yeah if I'm like just having a really like shitty week or a shitty couple of days. But you know, when I go, I just go skateboard, it just kind of clears my head, just feeling the, like the asphalt or the concrete on my feet. And yeah, just, it's just a good feeling and try to do that more, more, but here on the reservation, uh, Navajo reservation, the there's parks, but they're not open yet. And I guess the tribe is still, cautious about the pandemic and so a lot of those like public parks and like things like uh that attract tourists aren't open yet so yeah kind of limited yeah yeah no doubt no doubt um yeah and then you mentioned um some of the like you said you got into like hardcore and punk and then metal um one thing i noticed about the indian giver the logo yeah I don't know if uh, if uh, if it's just me being a like a nerd, but kind of reminds you of like the old Sepultura logo. I always thought that was cool. 
yeah, that was that was definitely the uh, the influence for sure. Yeah. yeah, you're you're not you're not the first one to point that out. That, that's nice. definitely where it came from. Yeah, that's like early influence for me too. Nice. Who who's the artist that did the art for the singles? So um, they're a uh, design duo um, called Born in the North. They have a streetwear company. They're indigenous owned and operated. You should check it out. They're on they're on um, social media. They're called Born dot in dot the North dot or something like that. But uh, yeah, they're indigenous. All their designing is like indigenous inspired. So you know, when it was time to do the artwork, um, they were the first first people I thought of. Nice. Yeah, and um, those two tracks that are out, um, are they just digital, or is there any like um, physical format on those two songs? They're they're uh, they're just digital right now. We're gonna do um, a seven inch with a record label out of London, Ontario. After these came out, but we decided just to like hold off until we have like sort of like an album ready, and like we can play shows and shit like that, but. Um, you know, as we know, um, 2020 was a write-off, so all that stuff got put on the back burner. Oh yeah. Yeah. A lot of the bands I spoke to, um, yeah, mentioned 2020, how they had like shows lined up and, you know, they had, um, oh, one band I feel really bad. I felt bad for, um, the one band I spoke to last week called, uh, One Bullet Away. They, um, they told me they were working on like, um, like a like a TV show, um, they're going to be like part of a TV show where they get spotlighted, and um, it was supposed to culminate with them playing this big uh, music fest, uh, heavy metal music fest in Phoenix, and like it all just got like put on hold. And yeah, I was just like, I just kind of got, I just kind of bummed me out hearing like they had a lot of momentum going into 2020, and then now it's just kind of. You know, everything's on hold. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, a lot of bands had to pump them. Uh, we definitely weren't um, uh, spared in that process. <clears throat> but yeah. we're excited to put some stuff out. Like, I think those two songs, along with two more, will be out on the 7-inch, um, hopefully within the year. Um, but we'll see. we'll see after we get, like, the actual record recorded. So Nice. Yeah, what are some other, you mentioned um, With War and No Warning, but who are some other um, bands that you know, that, you know, people should check out? Yeah, there's a group from um, London, Ontario here. It's just outside of Toronto uh, called Status Non-Status. And they've been, they've been writing and playing for like ever as, other band names but they just changed their name to status on status and they're heavy it's not like i wouldn't say it's like metal but if you like heavy music like you'll you can appreciate what they do it's kind of like droney and uh, like sort of experimental i guess but uh, all of their songs deal with like indigeneity and like first nations identity nice um yeah, a lot of the bands from Canada that I know of are like more the mainstream like metal bands. I think like, uh, I mean, I think one one band I really like is uh, called Cataclysm. I think they're I'm not sure where they're from, but Montreal maybe. That sounds. That sounds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, a lot of my um, exposure to like the like indigenous nations of uh, Canada have been like actually movies, like like um, uh, what was that movie with Adam Beach, um, "Dance Me Outside." Oh yeah, classic. Yeah, I love that movie. And then um, that's a that's a red classic. Oh, I love it. Yeah, we used to watch it a lot. Like my parents would drop me and my siblings off for the summer, like on the reservation. And then like, you know, there, we had no cable. There would be like a VCR with like, you know, five VHS tapes. And I think dance me outside was one of them. So we would just like, just watch it on repeat. And it was, it's kind of like, that's what I'm saying, man. Like there's so many of those movies that like are burned into my brain because they're like one of four VHSs that were like at my aunt's house when I was growing up. <laughs> yeah. Dance me outside is one of them. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's a, it's a good one. Uh, I, I like how like you know Adam Beach is like the the metalhead and yeah, just um, yeah, just I don't know some of the shit he does in that movie is hilarious. Like when they trash that car, like the councilman's car. Yeah, yeah. Um, Classic. Yeah, and then I I believe he's he's Ojibwe, right? Adam Beach. Adam Beach, I. You know what? I'm not sure. I thought he was like OG Cree or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's like the go-to guy for like, you know, if they need to cast a native, he's like their go-to. So, <laughs> I think yeah, dude. Like for literally time, like my entire like natural life, he's been the guy. <laughs> yeah, he's he's actually played a Navajo. Well, he played Nav- a Navajo guy in the that um. Navajo Code Talker movie oh. with Nicolas Cage, uh, Wind Talker. Oh yeah, Wind Talkers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty, that's actually pretty good. I mean, at first, I when I first saw it, I thought it was kind of ridiculous, but then I kind of rewatched it a couple times on cable, and so it's, uh, it's actually pretty good. <laughs> um, yeah, it's actually a good. Like I remember that was like actually kind of well done. Yeah, I, I watched it. Iron? Yeah, yeah, so long ago. I need, um, when I was in high school. Um, the movie like sold out for for like a week, you know, just because everyone on the Navajo reservation were were watching it, and we had to stand in line in the theater for an hour just to watch it. And then it was like a packed uh, theater, and whenever Adam Beach would start talking Navajo, the whole like theater would just like erupt in applause. Everyone's like just screaming like it's a basketball game or something. It's pretty 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 funny. That's so sick. Yeah. Um, that's so <laughs> but um yeah i mean he's he's uh i guess he's doing good work man it's good to see uh, uh another native you know succeed in um you know especially in movies um oh yeah man Represent- i mean representation's always mattered but um you know like <clears throat> i think like I think we're evolved, like we're at the point where like we've evolved past representation or this like idea that like, you know, natives are still here and it's like, we're actually doing like cool ass shit. You know what I mean? Like you, for instance, like putting on metal bands, um, bands just doing, you know, doing their thing, like playing contemporary music. It's dope. It's a great time to be indigenous. Yeah. Yeah. There's actually a couple of like skateboard companies around here too, that are run by, um, natives, um, I guess the most famous one is the Apache Skateboards Company. Um, 
you know, basically just a, a skateboard company with, um, like the graphics are all inspired by like, um, like Apache history and Apache culture. They got some cool like graphics with like Apache crown dancers and like traditional, like, um, Apache Apache skateboard. Yeah. Yeah. Apache skateboards. Is it Jacob miles that runs that? Uh, I think Douglas miles. He's the, yeah. Douglas miles senior, I believe is the artist who does all the, um, the graphics and then his son is Douglas Miles Jr. He's the um, he's one of the sponsored uh, guys on the team. He's he's really good. And he's like I, I I watched him skateboard a couple times. Sometimes they would host like demos, like um like in the um, over by the San Carlos uh, uh, reservation. You know, he'll he'll be like you know just doing all kinds of like you know like switch like switch three sixty flips and like switch backside heel. I don't know. I was just like, Whoa, this guy's sick. Um, yeah, the dude hash as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think um, I saw him at a skateboard contest one time. There was like this Zumia's like couch tour, like in like Mesa, like Fiesta mall. Um, yeah, he like, there was like him and like 20 other like amateur skateboarders. And, um, I don't remember what place he got, but I just remember like cheering him on. I was cool seeing, um, um, you know, native, uh, skater in a contest, a lot of other like established, um, skateboarders. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm supposed to, um, I was talking to Douglas there when we first put out those songs and, um, I still got to send them a long sleeve. I got to send them a shirt. So, Oh yeah. Like where can people get like merch or where can people like support in Indian giver? Yeah, well, so we, uh, I mean, you can always go on Bandcamp and, like, pay what you can. Um, we did a run of shirts with uh, that uh, design uh, duo there, Born in the North, in their streetwear line. Uh, but that was super limited. I think I might have just, like, a couple sizes left. So, you know, if you got a, if you got a size, I can send you one as well if, uh, if you want. If I have the size, I think I have extra large left, maybe. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'll, uh, I'll definitely... Um hit you up for one. Uh, uh, I love the artwork and I love the logo and the names. The name is awesome too. Yeah. It's like yeah, in your face. <laughs> yeah. I know. I was like, the name too is like, I grew up constantly hearing this term being used as like, um, kind of derogatory. You know what I mean? But when you actually think about it and you break down the meaning of it, it's like Indian giving is like taking things back. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that, especially now. No, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's awesome. I, I, I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, thanks again for reaching out to me. Um, um, I know I, you know, I, I do a lot of, like, research on, um, you know, bands and before calling, but, you know, I, I found the interview you guys did with Vice, and um, I think, yeah, that was about it. Um but I'm um, really glad that you reached out to me. So hopefully people can pick up on Indian Giver and just kind of, you know, use this as a um, something that, you know, they can, you know, reach out to you and, you know, build up more um, content for Indian Giver. Totally. Totally. Well, I appreciate you uh, chatting, man. Yeah. Thanks, OG. I really appreciate it. That was my talk with OG from Indian Giver. 
Be sure to follow Indian Giver on some of the social media uh, platforms like Instagram, uh, Spotify, Bandcamp. Also check out the article uh, written by Vice for more background on Indian Giver. Also check out Born in the North, the uh, company uh, that has some uh, cool uh, Indian Giver merch and other cool stuff. All right, I'm going to play the song Seventh Fire by Indian Giver. Uh, Thanks a lot for listening. Um, Be safe out there. Take care. We understand that the issue is the land. The issue is the earth. We cannot change the political system. We cannot change the economic system. We cannot change the social system until the people control the land.